0: Welcome everyone to the International College of Integrative Medicine podcast, translating science to clinical practice since 1983. I'm your host, Luke W. Russell, and today I am joined by Dr. David Brownstein. Dr. Brownstein, thank you for taking time to sit down and talk with me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So could you just give us a little bit um, of background on you and your practice? So I am the medical director for the Center for Holistic Medicine
1: in West Bloomfield, Michigan. I've been practicing holistic medicine for just over 25 years. And I started off as a conventional doctor and not believing any of the stuff I'm doing right now, but I'm glad I took the turn into holistic medicine. It's really fulfilling and a wonderful way to practice medicine.
0: So what inspired the change in
1: direction? My big change came when my father was really ill with heart disease. My dad had his first heart attack at age 40, second heart attack at 42. And over the next 20 years, you know, gradually declined into congestive heart failure and When I finished my medical school and residency training, which was conventionally based, and I didn't really have any holistic leanings towards then, um, he looked like he was dying, and he had continual angina for over 25 years. And um, so I was in a busy family practice office doing regular medicine, exactly what I was taught. And I just started to feel uneasy about it and lose some sleep and anxiety came and, you know, I. I remember talking to my wife about it and saying to her, you know, I can't do this for the next 25, 30 years. And she said, what's wrong? And I said, it's just, I'm not helping anybody. All I'm doing is giving them drugs to treat their symptoms and giving them more drugs to treat the side effects from the first drugs. And I said, I can't do this. And she said, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. So around that time, a patient gave me a book, um, a holistic book, Healing with Nutrition by Jonathan Wright, who's an allopathic mm-hmm. physician. and I took the book home and I opened it to cardiovascular disease because I was worried about my dad and I tried two things on him which were natural hormones and within seven days his 25 years of of angina went oh, away Oh my goodness within 30 yeah. days his cholesterol in the 300s fell below 200 without changing any <sighs> bad habits he looked better <laughs> acted better and you know once I saw the changes in my dad I knew that's what I wanted to do in medicine yeah and I did a 180 and um, walked away from the practice I was at and started doing it.
0: Wow, wow. Um, So, what kind, so, you know, one of the things I love so much about all the integrative and holistic physicians is how much you innovate, how much you are trying to, like, figure out what's really going to work for your patients. What kinds of things lately have you been working with your patients and, and kind of discovering... Uh, new possibilities for their health.
1: Well, you know, since seeing the changes in my dad, which was 2 bioidentical natural hormones, was yeah. natural testosterone, natural thyroid hormone, um, every patient since then gets a whole hormonal workup. Mm-hmm. And so I consider that the basics, you know, balancing the hormonal system. You know, I work with patients with balancing their nutritional system and correcting nutritional mm-hmm. deficiencies, um, detoxing heavy metal toxicities, rampant, and, you know, eating better yeah and really I consider that just doing the basics and you know then you can add on to that but first start with the basics yeah I've been preaching you know my book writing and my newsletter writing for you know 25 years
0: yeah what what do you feel has been particularly intriguing in, um, in your application of bioidentical hormones
1: well You see the changes in your father who looks like he's going to die at any moment to, you know, angina gone, you know, pale pasty color turning pink again and shortness of breath gone. Um, That's all I needed to see. Yeah. You know, I've had similar results with other patients and it's, you know, I feel like I'm doing something right for the patients. I'm treating their underlying cause of their problems instead of just their symptoms and masking it with drugs.
0: Yeah. Can you think of a, a story with one of your patients that like was maybe... Particularly harder case to to really get their health back on track and kind of how you work through that. Well, I'm
1: you know there's lots of patients, but you know sometimes you end up going down the wrong pathway or they're not getting better even though they should get better, and you're correcting what's you find on the lab tests and they don't improve and then you know I always tell the patients I always thank them for staying with me if things aren't going the right way and I tell them I wouldn't give up I would just keep plugging away and eventually if you help the body you give the body enough room it usually can take care of itself even if you don't fix everything yeah Um, and that's been my experience with it
0: do you think um, as a physician because it is it like are you pretty do you think like it's normal for a physician to be pretty hard on themselves I'm talking within this integrative world when you're like not figuring it out and let me tell you there's no bigger critic
1: on me than myself yeah, and you know it's I have two children in medical school right now wow. and I've made it clear to them medicine is a pain in the butt it's <laughs> it's a lot of work the work never ends and it's a lot more work than most other professions and um, you shouldn't go into it for the money because it's you'll be disappointed for that not that the money I'm not complaining yeah. about anything with the money um, but I think there's easier ways to make money. But the rewards are there and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. I really like it. And it's worth it. It's worth the work. And you know, I I, I wouldn't call it commiserating with my doctors, but you know, I talk to my <laughs> friends and I yeah. you know we all know what it takes and especially when you when you branch out in the alternative world because you get shunned from your conventional friends and you know, you have to get a new group of friends to support you because those other ones just don't.
0: I'll be back in a little bit with more from Dr. David Brownstein. In the meantime, let's listen in to what ICIM's Executive Director, Winnie Chapel has to say.
2: Hello, everyone, and thank you, Luke. I wanna start by reading our mission statement from our website, icimed.com. The International College of Integrative Medicine is a community of dedicated physicians who advance innovative therapies in integrative medicine by conducting educational conferences, supporting research, and cooperating with other scientific organizations while always promoting the highest standards of practice. Now that sounds very nice, and it is really what we do, line by line. It's it's how we spend our time and our budget but I think the most important thing to know about ISOM is that when when people are part of ICIM, they connect with each other in a very special way. They are able to find like-minded um, healers who can speak their language and who share their obsessive love of science. I call it obsessive because it seems like all you guys want to do is learn. And They support each other emotionally in a scene that can be quite isolating for a lot of our docs. It's great to be in a group of people who enjoys the same kind of success in a field that is not always given credit for their success. Come join us. Check it out. ICIMED.com
0: Now, back to my interview with Dr. David Brownstein. So, how would you say you've transformed as a physician over the last 5, 10, 15 years?
1: Well, um, you know, every every time, how do I transform? Every time I start to feel comfortable and I think I know what I'm doing, you Mm -hmm. get thrown a curveball. And someone doesn't respond like you expect them to respond. So, you just got to keep working at it. How have I responded? I've learned to, over the years, I've learned to listen to my patients better, and I've always been a good listener, but I, you know, when I look back on things, usually I'm not listening enough to what they're telling me to help them find, you know, what's wrong, and if, they'll, they'll usually tell you, maybe in a roundabout way, but they'll tell you, <laughs> and, you know, just, you just gotta keep plugging away at it. It's, you know, sometimes it's a slog in the mud, and, yeah. you know, I'm willing to go down there with them if they'll go down there.
0: Yeah. Looking out at um, the medical landscape with, you know, organizations like ICIM trying to really help keep pushing, pushing all this forward. Um, of course, there are lots of forces trying to push against. When you look out ahead into the future, what do you see? Do you see hope for patients? Do you see hope for, for the, the industry? Well, l- luckily we have organizations like
1: ICIM because, you know, you as an alternative doctor you can be out there. And you lose a lot of your previous support system and um, do I see hope out there yeah there's hope out there and I think the hope out there comes from the internet and which is good and bad to it but (laughs) it allows patients to search for their help them find their way through this mud yeah muck and I think that that'll be the differentiating thing because there's a lot of misinformation alternative medicine yeah and there's a lot of misinformation about conventional medicine and the drugs aren't how they're often um, um, portrayed to be and the patients are searching for this stuff and they'll find it and you know as they become more knowledgeable they'll have better make better choices on their health care I'd like my patients to be knowledgeable yeah I've written 15 books Wow Um, I've written them for both patients and doctors and I want my patients educated on what I'm doing and I want them to make the decisions and, you know, where they, they think their health care should go.
0: So what would you love, um, either med students or, or physicians fresh out of out, off their residency, um, what would you love them to hear and know? Well,
1: I'd like to, the young doctors to look into the research and a lot of what's accepted as standard of care in medicine and really critically look at it and critically look at those drug therapies and see if it makes sense um, because a lot of time the numbers don't make sense and I teach medical students and doctors how to read studies how to go through statistical analyses of studies and you know how to how to use that going forward with things so what do I want I want them to keep an open mind I always tell the medical students and residents when they rotate with me at the end you know I hope you'll find what I'm doing useful and you'll do some of it but if you don't don't beat up your patients when they come up with an idea you know nothing about Be be okay to say I don't know let me research it and and if they're not going to hurt themselves you don't have to tear them down about doing something that's a little bit alternative yeah um you have to tear them down anyways (laughs) Um, but if you don't know it's okay to say I don't know
0: yeah yeah what um so since you since you've Spent a lot of time working to put your ideas down on paper. What uh, kind of two questions? It might be the same answer. One is there one b- book for physicians who w- would be listening to um, get a better not understanding of um, bioidentical hormones. Uh, is there a particular one of your books you've written that you say? Because I know one of the things that's cool about ICIM is you know uh, the the doctors come and they're. Everyone's learning from each other. So what would you say is like, hey, you know what? If there's one, one, the first place to start, this would be this.
1: Well, after treating my dad, every person got a whole hormonal workup. Yeah. And I was using a lot of bioidentical hormones from that point on 25 years ago, and I'm still using them today. Yeah. So what do I tell? I tell young medical students and physicians and residents, they want to get into this, do what I did. Start with the bioidentical hormones first and then just build on it. And yeah. Yeah. My first book was Miracle of Natural Hormones. I wrote it in 1998. It's it's, it's a couple editions past that now. Yeah. But it's still apropos today. I still use exactly what's in every one of my books.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: I've recently gone through all my books to see if I would do anything different. There's nothing I would do different. They're all about what works and what I see in my practice.
0: Yeah. Um, What would you say to the physician who, the younger younger physician or resident that just feels a little nervous about? implementing alternative practices
1: well i had this discussion at dinner with the doctor last night and you know he heard my talk and i and he said you know i just can't seem to do it and i get nervous about it and he goes what do you think i should do i said i think you should read more and i think you should let your brain decide what therapy seems right and do it i said if you're doing a therapy you don't think is right and I don't think you're doing your patients any good. And yeah. for me, that's when I was losing sleep 20, 20, 25 plus years ago. And I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I can sleep pretty well. Well, maybe I don't sleep well, but that's not from that. <laughs> um, but I can sleep yeah. fine now. I don't yeah. have to worry about that stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, as an ICIM member, can you talk a little bit about how the organization has influenced your career? So I've been to many other organizations. I've
1: lectured to of them. Um, um, every, everyone has good and bad and positives and negatives, but ICIM is really a special organization where um, you know, there, there's no hiding back of information. There's, everyone's sharing, everyone's open, and it's got a different feel than most other organizations out there. Um, it's just got a family feel to it. I, I'm very happy here. I can't see changing anything and um, I think it's a great place to great place to
0: be involved with. Can you think of, and maybe this isn't the right question, but can you think of a time where may where being part of the ICIM community maybe you reached out to one of your fellow physicians, um, and it just it, it it really helped you with whatever you were trying to.
1: Oh, absolutely. So John Trowbridge is a good friend of mine, which I know you interviewed, and um, him and I were talking about stem cells, and we were frustrated with it, and you know, a couple meetings we talking about it. And then he calls me and says, hey, I found a company I think you're going to like because I like it. Talk to me about it. And, you know, him and I have started, you know, talking about it more and, you know, just stuff like that. It's just um, I learn, I guess I would say I learn the most at, you know, my lunch breaks or, you know, coffee breaks or, you know, when I'm just talking to my friends and saying, hey, what are you doing or what's working in your practice? So I know if it works in their practice, it'll work in mine. Yeah.
0: Um, on the the stem cell piece, uh, have you started using that company Dr. Trowbridge recommended? And have you? Yeah. Like, have I mean, are you? Have you seen yeah. a difference in results from what your previous experience was? Well, I didn't use them before because I Got couldn't it. find
1: a company I trusted. Yeah. And so when John said to me, you know, I trust this company, I didn't need much more than that. There's a yeah. few people that when they tell me that, I don't. I'll do some research, but you know. I'm willing to take the recommendations and, um, you know, we've been talking about it since then and it's, you know, stuff like that. It's
0: we help each other out. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Brownstein. Um, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me.